This is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Dr. Head. And the Blue Fez is here in spirit. Bong! Oh, oh sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we forgot the bong! Bong! What is in radio? Uh, what is bong with me? All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you are listening to Unsane Radio. 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 So, Dr. Tar, what were you talking about just three seconds ago before we oh, broke in? Oh, UAPs versus UFOs or what TF? <laughs> I just... Someone had their alphabet same, this morning, Well, same <laughs> things going on since 1940s or whatever. They just, it, you know... Well, whole, before that... See, this whole UAP... Oh, no, no, I get it. Ancient astronaut shit, but anyway... Well, you, get, this you, whole, can't, you can't negate that. You just negated that that whole. Idea. I'm a firm believer in the ancient astronaut theory. It makes perfect sense to me. There you go. It does. No, there they go. Kudos yeah. to you. I, I'm trying to reach out to Giorgio Sukulos to see if he'll be on our show. <laughs> but I want to talk to him. We do have hair accommodations. <laughs> We've dealt with wigs. He's so, great. So Right, I love him. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't know he was like from another country, and I kept wondering what is we, what's with his speech patterns. I'm like, he's got like a speech impediment or something. It's a great accent. Like, it's great. Yeah, it one's great hair, and uh, if that's not a spray tan, kudos, right? Extra chestules, extra chestules, extra chestules, extra testicles. We need to go to Alien Con. I think they changed it to UOP, UAP just to fuck with UFON, you know? So, you know, how do you, how do you get something out of UAP? UAPON? Uh, yeah, UAPON. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they decided to change that after all these years. I think I, the military just, did that because now they're doing more military observations of these phenomena. Oh, that's, it, but it's, it's the same thing. It, it yeah, literally stands for the same thing. Right, it's, exactly. It's, Right. It sounds more plausible. And they're saying Phenomena. exactly the same Ooh. thing. Yeah. And, well, it's, and it's a distinction between something that's physical and something that's not necessarily physical. So it it wouldn't necessarily be in the in the well, I in think the, in, the, in the general terms, an object. Well, I think they changed it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you're right. I think that the UFO, that just that term UFO has taken on this other whole other meaning than just unidentified flying object you know it's it's, it's the flying it, saucer it, 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 the, yeah, the connotation of aliens and alien shit and, and alien yeah. craft yes. yeah and it's just but then they try to re-identify it as what uaps and it's just and you know i get it but but they're not saying anything different than they did before though it's like okay yeah we acknowledge that they're there but we just not quite sure what they are well, what did, just, we were just talking yeah. earlier. Um, we just got back from, uh, well, it's been a couple of weeks now. We did a uh, horror convention in Strongsville, Ohio called Cinema Wasteland for all you people who have never heard of it. One of the best uh, conventions around. My favorite. Uh, good time. Yeah we, yeah, we had a great time. We always have a good time. We got a lot of good friends there that we get, get to see. And we got to see this year because we didn't get to go last year. Because of circumstances that and we saw, and we everybody saw Gunga, is sick of Gunga Jim's bootleg copy of the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. 
Yeah, that whole thing was a pretty odd uh, uh, occurrence. <laughs> but anyway, was- I was talking to this guy, uh, you know, who was wandering around, uh, taking pictures and doing that kind of stuff. And then this, uh, and he wasn't the guy that was talking about the uh, UFOs or about. Uh, actually, he started out with the secret military bases. He was stationed. This guy was stationed. Not at Area 51, I think he said is Area 52 or something like that, which is even more ultra secret than next door. Yeah. And he also said that he <laughs> had was one of the people that had worked on stealth. And this guy was an old, uh, you know, he was about what in his 50s, probably. probably um, yeah, yeah. And he said he had worked on the stealth. And so but he was just talking about all this, the phenomenon, you know, and um I said exactly what I say every time anybody talks to me about it. So, you know, but it was a pretty interesting conversation. Um, and you know, this is more uh, um, Dr. Tars Bailiwick than mine necessarily. Oh, no, it's your Bailiwick. Oh, it is. Well, I mean, I do go back to, you know, Blue Book Project. You know, I, I was totally read that and was involved in that in the 60s, 70s, you know. I've always followed it. I just don't believe it. Right. I just, right. I've always followed it. Which is interesting. Because, because it's interesting. It's, because, it, well, it's it, a pop cultural phenomena. Oh, oh, my God. It's like the original. I'm sorry, fake, phenomenon. Fake news. It's the original fake phenomenon. So we're talking about the band, right? UFO? Yes. So Feather, why do you not? You don't believe in aliens and extraterrestrials kinds of things? Is that is that what I understand? I don't. Oh believe no! It. I no. I, totally you say the move? opposite. Do you say tar or feather? Feather. feather. Oh, because you said you don't you don't subscribe to that. You no, follow, um, but you don't really you don't really believe it. I, I can't. I, I won't address anything that's pre nineteen forty six or in the forties. You know, mm. um, all the stuff that's the the historical stuff that you know is purported to be alien uh, right. contact i'm not going to say that's not true because I'm, I'm not saying there aren't aliens mm-hmm. i'm just saying that there aren't any aliens here right now that we see their craft um or we see evidence of them i okay. don't i don't believe that because i think that every it just hasn't been not shown. a natural phenomenon and it's a man-made which so means technology, it's probably military, advanced technology yeah, okay advanced uh, yeah technology of, of mm-hmm. and as evidence and i bring this up every time is the stealth bomber <laughs> right you know and this guy was telling me he says yeah yeah we used to get a lot of calls you know saying you guys got some craft out there right and he said our answer was no but they did because it was the stealth bomber. Sure, and, and it's also right. been so there, recorded right is, that is they the, that is, they use UFO sightings, or you know they know it's their aircraft, but they let it go as a UFO sighting. You know, mis, like, oh, misinformation yeah. and yes. misdirection. It, yes. You're right, and, and and I think it's probably even more so now with these UAP things. You know, they're little. They were. Uh, what what was that? They, they they had talked about this stuff before. What was that called Project Blue Light? You know, where you try to reenact or you project the idea that there's like a, a UFO type object in front of you doing all sorts of weird stuff. But it's it's just a, another literally psychotronic weapon. You know, you're like you're they're mirages. They're they're images that. You know, they talked about holographic type thing. And the, yeah, the military has been talking about this. And I just think it's kind of odd that, it, you know, all this is kind of cool, you know, coming together now, you know, the Tic Tacs, you know, what 
basic shape could you use, you know, for a projection, you know? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But but there again, they, they show these things going in the water and coming out of the water and all that stuff. So I don't know. Well, I mean, the other um, thing that they talk about is the fact that um, capitalism itself will squash advanced technology if it becomes something that they can't make money off of. Um, or if they're or they're heavily invested in a technology like oil or cars or something like that. Um, so and, you know, and that's what this would become. You yeah, know, they, they, there's that... claims that they've had anti-gravity since the 1950s, right? Um, but the, there's no upside to giving people access to that kind of uh, well, that, power. That kind of goes back to that whole idea that there's this whole separate society that's already left. You know, this is just we're just the mining colony. You know, they've already gone somewhere else, you know, living somewhere else. Well, the reason that this becomes, yeah, the reason this becomes plausible is because just in the, the, the profession that, uh, we've, some of us have been in for a while with, uh, software, we have literally witnessed software that was, uh, 20 years advanced, uh, from what we have now, like what some of the stuff we have now, we actually owned software 20 years ago that did the same thing that the bigger software companies purchased and squashed like it literally just disappeared right um, and uh and then all of a sudden those same concepts happen 20 years later when they've sold out of whatever they've developed themselves so yeah. Adobe's, adobe has done it um it, we had a, a, a piece of software called mtropolis um that used to do stuff that uh, it literally got bought by quark <laughs> which was the bigger thing and then i think quark just literally let it go I don't know, or something yeah, just yeah they it just disappeared i mean you could find nothing about it it just went away um so i think you know this is not something new and i was talking to my son and he was talking about the the guy that figured out how to run a, an engine on water yeah. um, and, and how he mysteriously died right and then his kids took over and started tried to to use the the information that he had and they have met with like every possible problem they could uh, in getting bringing that stuff to market um and it's you know i mean it's the same with like we, we saw it with edison you know and uh Killing tesla. Tesla. Yep. And tesla, yeah. suppression of knowledge yeah yeah because it's all about profit it's all about you know uh, the ability to you know or to, retain power yeah well yeah because well it all comes back to power because uh uh Gavli said in a capitalist society, but then if you go to the other autocratic society, um, they could quash everything because they can, <laughs> because they own it all. So it's no different, you know. Um, it's just a different set of people, is all that it is. Uh, yep. Huh. But that didn't go back to. So, so uh, Doctor Head, do you think that there are aliens watching us right now? Sure. You do. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, why not? I mean, they've been around. Uh, you know, the, the stories of, of misunderstood technology have been so prevalent in so many cultures um, going back thousands and thousands of years that I don't see any reason why they would stop. Um, and since people still continue to report being abducted and the stories haven't changed, um, people, you know, then they have find like little tiny weird objects in their bodies and stuff. Um, you know, I, but I guess, well, I guess I don't I don't see that. a reason why they they wouldn't they would just suddenly say yeah okay we're done with earth you know i don't know um if we're but why wouldn't they you know how, how do we know that you know there's nothing it really says is there how do we know they're just not part of our environment you know 
It's just like there's really nothing that says that they're not. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, what do you, what do you mean? mean? Part you, of our that they're part. They're just part of a, a our system that we just don't know about. They're just above us. You know, it's just like once if they're just part of our ecosystem or whatever it is that we're experiencing. You know, and you know, we, we'd be like us looking at whatever microbes or insects or bugs or whatever. But they yeah. also it coexist oh, here. They're terrestrial. With us. They're terrestrial, not extra. right. That, 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 okay. That, not oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm just saying, yeah, because we haven't really seen anything yet. You know, just to identify as you know anybody out there yet. It's just yeah. It's, it's Norman Spinrad's bleeding universes. And then we can we get to consider: <laughs> Are there different? You know. Are they so different? Are there different dimensions that we can't perceive? I mean, well, like that's animals, the, yeah, you're, now you're talking see different spectrums yes. of light that yes. we can't see. So yeah. we're very limited in our range of our perception, uh, noumena, and um, what we experience through our senses is very limited. And also, we can't trust that completely. We see mirages. Right. Our, we, our senses get fooled oh, easily. So totally perhaps, good. perhaps if they're not extraterrestrial which it seems plausible i mean we're a pretty young planet only what four billion years and you got eight billion years of of evolution and you know behind us who's to oh, say yeah, that, that a, that, a million that years idea. ago you know a, a civilization that's a million years older than us that has right. evolved on a similar trajectory of they sure they would be able to do these kinds of things so i have no i, mean, I have no problems with that yeah right there's plenty of time for a, a prior civilization sure to us that yeah. probably even reach the same levels and stuff yeah to, you know I mean, rise if, and crumble and us form again yeah uh, yeah, yeah. and if we're contemplating things about how to do these warp drives now and finding wormholes and exactly imagine a, a civilization that's even a thousand years beyond where we're at let alone yeah. a million you know so i think it's very plausible and this is just we're i mean of the trillions of planets and the trillions of galaxies uh right you know, there's, there's, it's just, I, oh no, I it think must be just teeming things. with, with life everywhere, you know, but maybe, maybe naturally we, we've been given these vast distances. So we don't interact with each other. You well, know what I mean? Problem, maybe that's a natural order too, or something. Yeah, but the problem with that is, is that now with modern physics and quantum entanglement, space doesn't really matter. Actual distance is not a, if you can attain that level. Yeah. No, but, but we've already proven repeatedly that quantum entanglement exists oh no yeah no it i agree it, but that if you it can actually harness it, yeah well which we have kind of i my my favorite thing these days is that they're saying that the universe is a sentient uh, uh like you know a, it, it's it's actually a different intelligent yeah. well, being. well yeah. but i mean like it but it's not like what we think sentience is um, right but it's also the the idea that you can literally uh with we, we were we were reading that novel um accelerando right and the most valuable uh, element in that book was computronium right but they didn't really say what computronium was and Bitcoins. i think uh, yeah Bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, they, they didn't say what computronium really was uh, other than it could be used to store data and and perform calculations which i think that uh, you know there's a concept that the universe itself is a big storage device uh, and that you can use and rearrange molecules like what they're thinking about with quantum computing to literally store and retrieve data anywhere mm. at any time and with quantum entanglement that's a, that's a thing that you know i i think that's totally plausible i mean it, it 
they're finding the complexities of universe, you know, and the complexities of an organism. And, you know, they kind of rival each other and they kind of mimic each other too. And it's just, it's interesting. I mean, it's a night, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. We're, we're also revising physics at, at a much more rapid pace, you know, every year, you know. Yes, there's, but still there's, based on some guy dreaming it one night and then writing it down you know i i, I that's amazing to me I, I i think that that's kind of incredible who's that the dream uh, well you know einstein was talked about how he he dreamt and you know how he would solve all these problems and stuff and you know and and tesla talked about dreaming about stuff but the ancient just, aliens voice could it be that Einstein could it be was no i'm just saying in his sleep just working so different yes but anyway, you know, it's just like any artist getting up and doing their stuff. And it's just, I think that's funny that, yeah, coming out a brain, an evolved brain and a dream state, you know, coming. And then all of a sudden you've getting, got these. That's a whole, that's a whole nother show <laughs> talking yes, about dreams. I mean, that's, you know, that's a. That's, but how influential. Yeah, it's just it's, it's incredible stuff. Yeah. And so we are the Matrix. We are in that dream. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's that the connection. Right it's, maybe it's just this it's, big. I mean, yeah. I, I, if this was I a dream, that. I should be in a lot better shape. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that, that's the problem. That's you when you wake change. up, Mark. <laughs> that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the people that created this dream. You know, the, 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 the wait a minute. So that means there are extraterrestrials. God, I, I'm totally convinced now, guys. I am the. I'm going to go out back here and see if I can get like abducted. How do you I, get abducted? Nah, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. That's that that that's all that's all hogwash. But because I, I agree we'll with Doctor Head, we'll I, I think that too. we we I think we've been visited, and I think there are aliens, and there can there's pro probably aliens watching us, but they are so sophisticated, you know, they don't need to fucking probe assholes, you know. <laughs> You do that a couple of times, and unless they really like it, now that's the only thing I guess. Unless it's, a, unless it's, it's, an, it's an alien fetish. Maybe oh, it's an now ongoing I've changed DNA, my mind again. A DNA <laughs> gathering program it could be on because sometimes these abductions follow in family lines. Uh, well, why I'm couldn't they just it, go in, in the in the mall and pick up their cup, you know, and, and take right? You'd think they'd be able to just just take <laughs> DNA and and just kind of make it. You know, or well, yeah, it. and that too. Yeah. They've probably made it. We need to fondle your poop. Oh, that's yes. probably how we. That's <laughs> yeah. probably what made us humans is that sudden leap in in advancement. You know, in evolution, well, we probably came from an outside source. Sorry. From an yeah. outside source. Uh, yeah. Now that's that's you know a, a, a good popular theory, and 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 it can't be disproved. I mean, I think it's you know there's there's validity there. And yeah, well, if you go well, back, I've studied all that, Doctor Head. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, going back that you know, um, in every religion, you know, they they all have seem to have kind of a tie yep. to to some kind of extraterrestrial or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you know, the people I mean, in the sky they came and they gave us information. I mean, like it's so. If that's true, then who are the ones that who are the ones that are here today? Oh, there are. I wonder if there's a hybrid program going on, or they're just gently nudging our. Our evolution towards something—it's hard. Heroes. I don't know. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he very well could be half alien by now. Heroes and heroes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have no idea what the agenda is. I mean, I three of my family members have seen, have had uh, close encounters. Oh yeah. And um, with an uh, object. With an object, but okay. whether they were yeah. seeing whether they were seeing the right. military right. thing, I don't right. know. Yeah. It's right. very feasible because I, but I think we made such a quick 
leap from Jets to Stealth that I think there's a missing link in there. I think there was something. Oh, I, I think I we recovered I, something that made us go from Jet Fighters to Stealth in 10 I really years. I don't think, I don't that's think a too so. big of a leap, I think, to go from from that technology. But the Germans they, had Jets in World War II, so you know they were ahead of us several decades. Right. Um, the woman that invented optical fibers uh, always bitched about you know how UFO enthusiasts talked about how that was like recovered alien technology and suddenly they developed us when this woman scientist had been working on that for years of doing that yeah it was uh, so this but whole, she didn't know she was being manipulated oh maybe not i don't know whatever the fuck maybe her maybe the optic favors came in a dream an in a alien dream. influenced dream there you go yeah, there's, so, there's enough reference in uh, um, visual arts throughout history that uh, it forms an actual pattern. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things. It's an observable pattern in what people experience. Um, and it right, is but fire. Well, hang on. Fiery okay. chariots from the sky. This is cross culture cultures that had nothing to do with each other, never talked to each other. Um, and this is what Jung calls synchronicity. Right. Um, and it could be very well just be a, a, a normal pattern in which a society develops, right? Or it could be the fact that they're all experiencing the same kind of phenomenon. And this is how they, they become ready to explain things, much right. like alchemy, right? Alchemy actually or develops simultaneously. They're, all, they're also describing a hallucinogen, you know, something like that. You know, everybody tends to have the, yeah. They actually don't. I mean, there's only certain patterns that exist in the in the collective unconsciousness, and those are snakes. <laughs> um, the, the, right. The like, there's certain things. Very, very primitive symbol. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, could those have then been something that was experienced as actual, real, well, that's something that, that imprinted upon us, and then we we keep this because that that's that snake is is common and all i mean right or is that know, just gonna, our brain imagery those are know. archetypes yeah right those, yeah those archetypes and and you know if you, you can read you know campbell writes a lot about those kinds of things on uh, the masks of god and all that stuff but that that snake imagery so many different cultures use variations on that snake and, and it all goes back to enki um the first you know this god of bringing Enk, give, Enk, give her, of information <laughs> Um, the same thing as Prometheus, the same thing as Lucifer, you know, all these, all these givers of knowledge that are somehow punished for bringing us out of our ignorant ape-like state, you know, and uh, no, I find it fascinating that so many different disparate cultures who've never had any kind of connection with one another would always have these similar types of illusions. Why use the snake to represent this? Why use this? I find that fascinating. That they yeah, all well, latch on. Yeah, well, it's, it's, again, it's a way to grasp things that are not understandable uh, under the current system of knowledge, too. I mean, that's you know that's where a lot of the archetypes come from, but it's also where synchronicity comes from, and the fact that you have alchemy developing at the same time in China as it is in India as it is in Europe as it you know, um, and these are places. That and have, and uh, what's alchemy other than you know medicine and any other kind of physical science? You know, it's, it's, it's magic. It's it's magic. Well. Yeah, it's magic and I, chemistry. That's exactly what it is. That's it's what magic. alchemy no, no, is. I, I, that's yeah, what alchemy. No, I, I understand what it's supposed that to be. That's the exact yeah. definition: is chemistry and magic. <laughs> right. No, no, I get it, but just saying. Yeah, but uh, and I, I, so I said I agree, but I, you know, I just like the fact that there's this pattern in all these disparate cultures, uh, South America, 
North American Indians uh, or Native Americans, I should say, the uh, the Inuit have these in their art, uh, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Indians, the South or the African, mm-hmm. uh, Egyptians, all those places. The first um, peoples of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. They said and they have an oral tradition. The oral history goes back like 27,000 years. Yeah. You know, like the stories that they know, you know, they, they, I think mainstream archaeology tries to overlook these things and downplays people's oh, yeah. experience because sure. it doesn't fit neatly. It, it, and it's easier. And, and academia, once they settle on an idea, they, they, they don't want to change that because it's almost like aligned with the church in a way. We have a belief, don't rock the boat. It makes things convenient and easy for us and keep the dummies down there. And um, so I I think it's, I I love to entertain these concepts that kind of shatter our previously taught beliefs and to see what's out there. And it kind of shows the stubborn arrogance of academia and religion to, to look at what evidence is out there and consider their possibilities that they're wrong. And that's, that's hard because they're both so such fucking arrogant concepts, you know, uh, you know, yeah. having been both at one time, I, I lived it, you know, I've lived among it. Yeah. I think, I think the issue that I find with the academics, uh, are that this should be where they're ready to, to just tear down whatever it is that they have to rebuild something new. Uh, and that's not at all what happens. It's they spend their life with this one belief. And as soon as it's disproven, they'll do everything to defend it because they're literally defending their life's work. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, then everything they did in their life, they feel is inconsequential or hasn't led to this. Right. Really, that stuff needs to happen in order to get to the next part, you know? Right. They should be excited about changing and finding out new things. It shouldn't be looked at as this is what we knew. It's like scientific theory or science. This is how science works. We have a theory based on what we know, and it should change as we learn more things. It's not it's not set in stone. And that but should maybe, be. But maybe this is all part I, of know. the process. So it seems like this is yeah, the way that's exactly that, what it is. Part that's of why Copernicus. This is all. What? This is. It's always been this way, though. Literally, right. this is the yeah. process that you have to experience this, or whatever this idea needs yeah. to be expressed. You have to go through all these stages. It seems to you know, like you're being suppressed or your forbidden knowledge or whatever. Yeah, yeah and if it's too dangerous, it this, yes. Yeah, anyway, eventually. At some other level, it actually comes out, and then, it, yeah. Anyway, it just seems to be a process for a lot of these thoughts. It seems, you know, you have to be their forbidden knowledge at first, and all of a sudden they become accepted later on, and it's just. Well, and I think just my know, observation. Yeah, if we talk yeah. about like uh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End, I think there's uh, a very important concept there uh, in that what our perception is and what uh, we're able to handle. At any given right. point in our evolution, or and our- you have to be exposed to it for a certain amount of time, and then then you know at bits at a time until you're ready to, you know, experience the whole. Well, but he also goes phenomena. In- maybe you know, maybe that's the idea too. No, I don't know. No, he steps into to what we already have as an archaic symbol for the devil, right? Uh, you know, and when the alien comes and it looks like a, a our traditional <laughs> view of a devil. Right. Um, but it's not, it's a, a benign alien being, you know, yes. or is it, you know, I mean, because, you know, what, what we have already kind of uh, put in. They were just guides to our next step or whatever. Or yeah. what we've, we put, a, we put together a system of archetypes that we adhere to. And, um, 
even when we try to tell ourselves we're not prejudiced or that we can go beyond those kinds of things, our experience tells us something different. You know, right. I think, and I think that's what, you know, a lot of people say about how we're slowly being introduced to, to these things. And yes. I like the idea that uh, when they said that the, um, the frequency of our ex experiences of UFOs or UAPs or whatever you want to call them really ramped up when we, we uh, split the atom right? Because of the very dangerous nature of that activity, um, um, that this became something that, that brought uh, notice. You know. But also uh, yeah. fodder for, for how many B movies? <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, they, 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 yeah. Is it the because Adam is evil <laughs> and here comes the aliens. Yep. How many, how many movies? And I'm seeing them everywhere, that? especially in the desert. Yes. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which came first, you know, the B movies or all the UFO? <laughs> I'm serious. No, it's no, like the B movies came came first. They were actually they were actually mirroring. If you think about it, like uh, oh, Plan no, Nine and those no, earlier those early that. ones in, from the early '50s, those were mirroring what people was seeing. And if that, you listen, they were to just the kind of regurgitating that, and then I read a lot one. about. It. Yeah, but if you read about the contactees at the time too, they literally mirrored a lot of this stuff. You know, yeah, that was the age of the uh, the tall, golden-haired, Nordic-looking people. You know, George Damsky and all those guys. You know, they were they're they're these beautiful Aryan-looking creatures, not the little little uh, oval-headed, you know, dark-eyed kids. Yeah, so yeah. So it's kind of weird. And then they had the contact thing, you know, where they we came from Venus. Well, you can't see Venus because we we've hit it with clouded your minds or whatever that was. It was kind of weird. So I think that technically in ancient civilizations, all those paintings and all those carvings uh, were, were considered bee paintings and bee carvings. <laughs> if you look at them real quick, it may have moved around. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, there were no such things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's I think it's really interesting. It, and you know, what's funny is if you go onto Amazon, they've got tons of like documentaries uh, about this stuff. No, um, it's fun. They're they're fun. They're very repetitive and stuff. Uh, but some, I am interested in those. What's the one in uh, what is that? Uh, where the stones were cut at those really precise angles, but they are kind of weird though. Just how they're fitted together is uh, Machu you know, Picchu, like, or. Yeah, well, something like that. It, it isn't Machu Picchu, it's but it's in that area. Forget. But you know, what I'm talking yeah, about this those, or this they're, one particular they're like those place. Interlocked, yes, fifty ton blocks that they were have just the big so, H things cut out. They slide but, in place. You know, they they talk about yeah, they are very precise. But why are they at such weird? When you think if you, you if you had that much control, when you wouldn't you like make more of a uniform piece to fit together like that instead oh. of these odd. No, you know because I mean? that's more organic. Yeah, well, and oh, they're, yeah. Also, they're also mathematically uh, load-bearing for the... Uh, um, no, I, no, I get it. What they, they're they very precise. Yes. They are, yeah. They also, they're locked so tight. They're just, yeah, they're incredible. And and just the material itself is that what... It's, it's like an assault, right? Yes. Puma Punku. That's, that's what we're talking that's about. That's it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Puma Punku. Yeah, well, I and I think you know. So saith the God Google. That's right. <laughs> That's a Google. Google. One of us 
one of us. <laughs> they, you know, you talk to like archaeologists and uh, or or you read about what archaeologists say in that um, time back then moved at such a different pace. You know what I mean? And that when you know, then what we tend to look at it and experience, we want things to happen in our lifetime when that had nothing to do with anything that people at that time did. They, they literally had nothing else to do but occupy themselves with studying the stars. Oh, I know. I get it. Yeah. Think about now. And, and doing all this stuff over an extended period of time. It really, they had no sense of things having to happen in their lifetime. Right. They simply had things to do. And when things did happen, they, they intended to be the uh, apocalyptic type. You know what I mean? big change or something like that you know whether no that's true whether good or bad but yeah. yeah and we we also don't know that there isn't a process to create those rocks that they weren't necessarily carved the fact that you look at them you can't find carved marks anywhere lends to the fact that they were molded in some way like there may have been some sort of process to create that that kind of cement or whatever it is um, that they had figured out and lost. I mean, it, there's, you know, there's nothing illogical about that um, at all. The one that thing, came from the age of Hyperion. Yeah. Yes. It was the chariots of the gods. Um, yeah. Van yeah. Duncan. Yeah. Van Duncan. So, <laughs> the other thing people talk Van about. Duncan. What are those uh, in South America? The big pictograms that are carved into the the ground that can. Oh only, yeah. The Nazca lines. The yeah, Naz- the Nazca lines. Well, that, well, yeah, and, and the figure. Yeah, it is the Nazca mm-hmm. line. Nazca is my favorite sport. Yeah. The the, fig, the the figures are those are those are truly phenomenal. I think. Yeah. How you do know? you how do you do that from the ground? Yeah. Something that needs yeah. to be seen up in the air. You know, these are very complex geometric shapes. A lot of these. You know, that oh. that hummingbird one is really yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. And then there's those straight lines. It's like they have leveled off tops of mountains to make these runways or something. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And why? Why there's, also, there's no there's no way to know whether um, uh, you know there's simple technologies that could come and go throughout history uh, without being recorded or remembered and that's like hot air balloons yeah hot air technology and uh, um, what's the other one uh, uh, hand gliders right you know and these are things that they could have achieved by simple observation and re- engineering and recreation and when they have engineering of the kind that they had to build these things, there is a possibility they could have achieved some sort of flight. Yes. You know, not engine propelled, but using nature and physics and, and, and an understanding of all that kind of stuff. That's um, interesting. You would I, think, I like though, that idea. something as phenomenal as that, they would have recorded it somewhere, somehow. But these are things, These there's no recordings of these things being done or why. I mean, it's still a mystery well, today. So, right, how they were built. You know, because some of these are just dug into the earth, just a, an inch or two, you know, and... Uh, it wasn't until the people flew overhead that they saw them. Like, oh, it's crap, there's a big picture. Ancient, ancient people weren't really interested in documentary. They were interested in uh, outreach. Or, <laughs> yeah. me- or meditation. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like this more, you know. Right. Them, you know? It, right. Or else they did docu- document it and it got lost or stolen or destroyed. You know, that's very possible as well. Like these cultures just kind of dissipated in time, you know, or got absorbed or whatever. And then over, you know, thousand years, those stories get lost. You know, know, we get back to the UFOs. um, What about what is what about that whole story of what is it, Antarctica and the German base down there and that big battle that happened? (laughs) Familiar with that? Oh, with uh, Admiral Byrd? Yeah, where those things came out. 
some cavern. The idea, yeah, because they really did. There really was a, uh, a battle. Yeah, some uh, a military exercise where they did a battle group around Antarctica. But anyway, somehow all these other stories came about that they were following Nazis down to Antarctica, and the Nazis unleashed like their wunder weapons, you know, the, the flying saucers and all that stuff and and uh bird retreated and all that stuff. Yeah, I I don't know much about that, just a gist of it like that, but yeah, and supposedly there's been pictures and photographs of these Nazi flying discs and all that stuff. And anyway, suppose yeah, what Feather and I talked about a story like that with the a Philadelphia experiment thrown in yes. there with like hiding. Another really yeah. weird, you know, what, you know, what, how do you know what went on there? You know, no, I don't know. Iron, what was that movie with the Nazis on the moon? Oh, Iron, Iron, uh, Eagles? Iron Skies. Iron Skies. Iron Eagles. It's a horrible movie. Oh, it is. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's Swedish. Watch Dead Snow. There's a good. It's boring. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Dead Snow. Dead Snow. It's about zombie z- Nazi zombies. Yeah, it's pretty. That was kind of fun. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I, From UAPs to Nazi zombies. I like. Yeah. That. There you yeah. go. <laughs> There's a show. Yeah. I've never seen any uh, aerial <laughs> phenomena, which I'm disappointed with, because before I die, I'd like to see, um, an. Uh, a ship i'd like to see the loch ness monster and i want to see bigfoot oh i, um, I can tell you one can i tell you one when i was little we were sleeping out in someone's front yard and it was about four in the morning we saw something that looked like a little a little sliver like a box it, it went it went across the sky and then down real quick not not real quick but quick but it went down that's what was the weird thing but anyway and it was just brief. So that was my whole UAP experience. By sleeping, tar means passed out. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a front yard? Come on. Passed out. No, we were little. We were just sleeping out in someone's front yard. It was just... All right. So, things like that. I think that's an episode. Yeah. Well, Kim saw one a couple years ago. One night. Uh... It was about the sky. It was a classic chevron shape. She said it was silent. It kind of looked like there was this, almost like a, it was above the clouds. She estimated it, it could have been a half a mile across. It was so big. She said it was gigantic, kind of a black. The back had these four orange glowing things, which she took to be like engines, but the whole thing looked like kind of a, almost like had a, an aura around it, almost like what you see in the Predator movie when the Predator's, you know, invisible kind of thing. There was just kind of a crackly energy field around it, and it uh, floated above the house. And it just kind of went by really slowly. She saw it. Um, she actually did report it to some. Maybe, maybe it was Yufan, and they got back with her and they told her. They drew. They sent some pictures. They go. They look like this. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. And they said, oh yeah, we've we've seen. You know, we've heard all kinds of reports about this type of craft. So it was a giant flying chevron, you know, a big wedge. And uh, I missed it because I had to go to the store to get a loaf of bread. I'm like, god damn it! 
people, people want a sandwich and I missed a UFO? God damn it. No! I know. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's singing. I got his knees in the driveway squeezing the bread. No! <laughs> yeah, I got home. She's like, guess what I saw? I go, what? Yeah. I saw a UFO. I go, what? Yeah, you just missed it by like five minutes. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. I was at the store pinching a loaf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you shouldn't have got the wheat bread. <laughs> that was as close I close I got. My my grandparents and my two cousins saw the same one. They lived out in Huron, and they my grandpa said it was all silvery, but the size of a quarter if you hold it out, and your edge of your hands kind of like a cigar shape. And my two cousins, who were about ten or so at the time, came out and they saw it. It scared them so bad. It was just hovering over their house uh, in the field across from their house. And uh, it scared them so badly, they ran inside crying, trying to hide from it. And uh, then just stood there, and then all of a sudden, it was just gone. And then my mom saw two. The woman was out in the field. She was out driving home one night, and it was just, she said it was a small craft, about 15 feet around. It was kind of a, just sitting in a field, just kind of like, landed and i said why didn't you go to up to it <laughs> i would have like gone to it, like what the fuck is this you know i would have had to at least just look at it a little bit but uh she got too scared and ran you know drive home drive away yeah or did she yeah maybe she was abducted i, I i'm interested to know are there any just before she knew or was this when you were alive already right i was alive yeah okay oh okay, okay. yeah unfortunately that would have been cool <laughs> if i was an alien baby i'd let you know yeah, I always come from that fat alien civilization that we're really too lazy to do too much. Like, we like technology, but we're just not going to work that hard to get it. Us as a convention. Well, so what the hell does that thing do? I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> Coming off you. <laughs> so I'm curious, are, are there any, like, uh, incidences that you've read about or seen on, like, a TV show or something like that that seem more believable than others? Like, where you, you listen to the... Uh, to the experience the person persons have had and they they really feel a little bit more legitimate than others other the very first oh, yeah. one was a betty and barney i forget yes. their last name like 1961 it was the first abduction story that was publicly recorded um you know there was nothing like it and everything else has been kind of since you know the stories have been kind of similar but and i just I not too long ago that it was they it had come out that they were totally making it all up oh really yeah 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 huh oh yeah i didn't know that yes yes i was gonna say the yes. one that uh, there was a, a documentary on uh, some kid in uh, what was it columbia or something like that saw, had a ufo experience when he was 15 that was like in the 60s and then they revisited this stuff, you know, later on investigating what's what's the French what's the French uh, UFO? Uh, Le UFO. Belle, Belle. Le UFO. That's it. Le, 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 the, no, the, the oh shit. The guy in uh, Close Encounters was supposed to be based on Belle. Belle. Oh, the director, the French director, Truff, Truffaut. Uh, whatever. The name. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. It, I, I, I think it's think called Sacre Blue, Sacre Blue Book. <laughs> 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 
There's the title of the episode. <laughs> Sacred Blue Book. Sacred <laughs> Blue Book. I like Better that. Sacred Blue Balls. It's like Blue Balls, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's the Rendlesham Forest uh, incident. Um, the two, uh, what is it, military people that went out and encountered that uh, object. And they came back with burns and radiation. And then the one guy started like writing out this stuff because he had touched the, the, the alien craft. And they were just like, there's, the dude knew nothing about what he was writing, you know, and uh, it was not well, hieroglyphics and stuff. But that's all hearsay stuff. I, I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, okay. So if you don't experience it yourself, it's hearsay, right? Well, I'm just, but have, have you been to Pluto? Yeah. <laughs> all hearsay if you haven't experienced it. So I'm just, that's not what I'm saying. I'm it's just real. like, how, how do you I'm know that? that how, most- how do you know wasn't it just, you know, this just wasn't some, whatever was happening it well how do you know it just wasn't an experience in his brain i mean radiation? i'm not from the radiation maybe yeah. or maybe uh, you know maybe a a, a a weapons test or something you know microwaves or something too yeah right you know right. Uh, you know seriously i i how, what says that that wasn't some kind of uh an experimental psychotronic experience for the you know to deploy on people you know let's give them a show and see what happens you should you know? work for the government no i'm <laughs> why not <laughs> just but there's a there's been uh there was a a a project called uh project blue light where they cia was talking about creating that's hearsay this was like that's it, hearsay that's complete here, here. You, i remember those at kmart the blue light specials it was. It was CIA. Yeah, I, know it. I know it. I know it. I knew it all along. But two the for whole one. UFO, UFO spotting. CIA. UFO Damn. spotting aisle nine. Two for one. Seriously. UFO spottings. I'll, I'll find this shit. <laughs> but anyway, it was to mimic. It was actually to to make you know like balloons and such, and, and to create the illusion of something weird happening in front of people. You know, like a UFO or things like that, and it, it and that was in the early seventy. And they talked specifically, but they talked about balloons, but they also talked about drones. You know, the idea back then. You know, things like that. You know, just to create a display to do whatever they were going to do. You know, to create the mindset for something. But anyway. I, I just think it's interesting that it now, could have you know, been very said, well in conjunction with the military in obfuscating what the military was doing on a secret level in the area of avionics. Pretty much, what I'm saying is Rendlesham Forest like a pretty good one to me. Like they did their, exactly. There's a lot of people that corroborate the whole experience. Um, to me, that's the biggest the, the biggest number of people that from different perspectives that were there, that were in contact with them during the time that it happened, when they I, I, and then went and investigated the, the the area. The number of people at very high levels that did that, to me, makes it the most plausible. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, it's not hearsay. This Saying hearsay is like saying fake news to me. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like everything is hearsay unless you have experienced it yourself. Right. Well, and... I think you have to kind of treat most UFO news as fake news. I mean, it's seriously, I, it, it's hard to, do I have to disseminate. Do no, 
I, what, what harm is not is not taking it at face value? What harm is there in that? What now? What harm, what harm is it face not value? taking it at face value? What, so what does uh, um, exceptional or or? Um, I don't mean that. I'm just I'm just saying that a lot of stuff's thrown out there. You just got to be careful what you're taking in. I mean, well, you got to be careful of everything then. You, you do, right? Absolutely everything. Well, that's, well, no, that's a general statement. Right. You have to be careful of everything that you take in. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Cars than taking in. And especially, <laughs> yeah, and and especially I, this subject, though. I'm I just don't saying. Have, I don't have to believe to be interested. That's my whole... No, that's I me. don't either. That's, that's yeah. me, absolutely. No, yeah. I agree. And that's how I feel about it. But I'm just... But, actually, without taking but I'm just saying, yeah. over the years... You, you have to admit, you know, they talk about a lot of this stuff being real. Then all of a sudden you find out, oh, well, here we go. After so many years, you find out it's been debunked. We find out from the same sources that it's been debunked. I mean, they're as trustworthy as the people who told us that they're, they're real most of the time. I, I get it. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm simply saying that, be careful. That, that such active uh, criticism of this kind of stuff is lacking in imagination and, and open-mindedness. Oh no, I know. I don't. I disagree because I've been I've been following this for a long time. I'm just just saying. You just got to be yeah. And there's a lot of bizarre stuff that's not talked about. I mean, there is mainstream stuff that they talk about UFOs, and that's definitely and that's kind of cultivated the look of UFOs and what you expect to see. But I'm just saying there's all sorts of aspects of this. You just got to be careful what you what you're looking at and i i think and a lot of it is hoax and a lot of it is just making money with videos and shit i'm just saying you just kind of have to weed through this stuff right but i'm just saying that i have pictures and i want people to believe that they're real so that they'll pay a lot of money for them so stop (laughs) (laughs) oh i have pictures oh yeah of dr tarzan they're about as alien as you can get it's Dr. Tar's UFO. Is that a waddle? <laughs> uh, that's Dr. Tar's uh, unidentified flatulent uh, orifice. Just give it a slap. Oh, no, we've identified it. <laughs> we identified. It's, identified. It's his flatulent orifice. <laughs> All right. And you have been listening to... Unseen radio. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Sight!